Hey everybody, welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we're making faith practical as you raise the next generation to follow Jesus. My name is Todd Lesher. Thanks for listening. I created this podcast to give parents some practical tools for the life and faith of their family. And I had the privilege of talking with my friend, Mekdez Hadis, about making Bible reading a priority as we parent on this episode. We had a great conversation, and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm grateful to have you listen in. If you find this helpful for you and your family, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and share it with someone else. Your words and shares allow us to share these words with others. Thank you. Now here's my conversation with Mekdez. Hi, Mekdez. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the podcast. You doing okay? Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank yes. you for my second time being back, so I feel pretty good about being invited again. There you go. In an elite category <laughs> exactly. of people who have come back to the podcast. <laughs> well, for those who didn't get a chance to meet you the first time, why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little about your family? Sure. So I definitely have to start by saying I'm originally from Ethiopia, uh, but I've lived in the U.S. for 17 years now. So I'm like, do I keep introducing myself yes, as I'm yes, from Ethiopia? Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I came to the U.S. for college and stayed here because the Lord called me into ministry. Um, I've been in discipleship ministry for the past 10 years, have worked for three different churches, including Forest Hill, mm-hmm. um, and recently transitioned out of my role at Forest Hill actually to focus on um, just some work the Lord has put on my heart for his kingdom. So I'm working on that. I'm, more, I'm married to Ermi, who is my college sweetheart, and we've known each other for 18 years. Oh my gosh, yeah. that sounds crazy. We've been married <laughs> eight years. Um, and we have two kids, uh, Natanya, my girl, she's six, and then Noah, who is 18 months old. And awesome. we love being home together in this season. It's been, yep. you know, blessing in disguise. So that's yeah, right. That's You're right in the thick of it. That is yeah. for sure. <laughs> so today I've invited Mekdez to talk about Bible reading for parents and families. And Mekdez and I were talking before we started recording that we both agree that Bible reading is a vital practice for Christians but it can be really challenging and even discouraging as parents. But that doesn't mean we should abandon it. So we're going to talk about ways to make it happen as we parent. So Mekdez, why don't you tell us about your Bible reading practice as a mom to begin with? Yeah, so I will say that has been a challenging journey for Mm -hmm. sure, just trying to figure out when and how to do um, a Bible reading uh, practice in this crazy season of life. Yeah. Um, and I've had to learn that I have to make it a priority in my life uh, and make time for it. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Um, I've also learned that it's not perfect just mm. because my life is full of interruptions. <laughs> and, you know, I have to be flexible enough to welcome that. Um, before I had kids, I would spread out my notebook, you know, my Bible and journal for hours and just be in the word and pray and worship. But I had to settle for um, at least 30 minutes of quiet early morning before Mm -hmm. the kids wake up. So I typically wake up around five or five thirty in the morning um, just so that I have that 
uninterrupted quiet time with the Lord. I do mm-hmm. love being in the word. And so I, and I hear from the Lord clearly when I'm studying his word, yeah. um, because that's how he speaks to us. So it is a priority for me to do that in the morning. Um, and then to just listen and pause and journal and, and pray. Um, and then I try to process the information I've read um, on walks that I take with the kids or, you know, whatever quiet I find during the day. But if I don't have that at least 30 minutes in the morning, it doesn't happen. Yep, that's right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think we'll probably emphasize prioritization and intentionality a lot throughout this conversation. But what challenges have you faced when it comes to reading the Bible? Yeah. So I think I've touched on it. Obviously time is the big one for me right now. Um, You know, just there is a lot going on, especially now with COVID. Um, Our home is our office. Our home is our, you know, uh, sanctuary. Our home is the playground. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, there's no time, there's no space to pause. And so that has been one of the challenging parts. Um, and then also just figuring out what to read, how to do it. You know, Mm. I'm used to being in Bible studies and kind of having a community to process things with. Um, and it feels a little lonely in this season. Mm. So that is a difficult one. Um, and also consistency, like you start off the year, I mean, we're just starting the year. So you start off the year with like big goals with this great Bible plan and then you kind of fall off the wagon and it's difficult to go back, especially if you're a perfectionist like me. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, I've missed three days. Do I catch up with the three days or do I just keep going? And you just kind of get into your head. And um, yeah, so I think those are some of the challenges for me. Yeah, that's really good. And so talking through those challenges, time being one, interruption, disruptions, uh, life doesn't really care about our goals. Uh-huh. It's not there to say, hey, let me let me pat you on the back. Come on, Magdez, why don't you accomplish this? Let me accommodate your Bible reading goals. Uh-huh. So how do you handle them mentally, emotionally, uh, even relationally when your kids come in? Because I can remember I was trying the same thing when my kids were younger, uh-huh. and especially when my kids were feeding and it was time for me to give them a bottle, I would just, it was almost like clockwork. I'd open my Bible and it'd be like, hey, time for you to feed him. I was like, exactly. oh, <laughs> it feels is it okay not to like my kids right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how do you, how do you handle with, how do you handle those things that you face? Yeah, I, that's a good question. And I honestly had to learn that in all of this, you know, God gave me all of this, right? Mm, you know, God yeah. gave me my kids, God gave me this full schedule. Um, he gave me um, the desire to be in the word he desires for me to know him and to grow. So I think um, part of my learning is still that these things are not in competition with each other. So it's just a matter of me um, prioritizing, you know, Mm -hmm. and giving attention to the things that need my attention at the moment. So like you said, I can relate to the kids interrupting, Mm -hmm. but I I have to pause and think, you know what, what speaks volumes to my kids, especially as I think about sharing Jesus with them 
is me being available and dropping everything and, you know, being yeah. uh, with them. I think we tend to um, disconnect, like living out our faith with reading the Bible sometimes mm. and we yeah. make it like the to-do list, but then we fail at like actually um, showing the love of God to people, mm. which I feel like is why we read the Bible in the yeah, first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's something I have to remind myself, like this is the uh, my act of worship because I read the word of God, I am able to love my family more or, mm. you know, I'm able to be flexible. So, um, you know, it is, it's hard, but I, I try not to make them be a competition. Yeah. The other thing I, I would say is, I think you prioritize things that are important to you. Mm. So yes, the church tells us to read the word all the time to the point where you're sometimes feel like I'm a failure. Like I don't have a desire to read it or I don't have the time to read it. I don't know how to read it. And you're just kind of confused and kind of give up. Um, What has helped me is really understanding who I am when I do read the word and who Mm. I I am when I don't. There is a very clear difference between you know, the mechdis that is filled with the spirit and the word of God and the mechdis that is like dry and, Mm. you know, like has nothing to give. And I really like the person I am when I'm near the Lord. Mm. And so me reading the word is only going to, you know, help transform me into the likeness of Christ. And I need that and desire that to live my day-to-day life. And so I think the reason I prioritize it is because I am afraid of the women I become when I'm not in the word, you know, it's detrimental. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That makes me think about the, the image that came to my mind is when you feel dehydrated Mm -hmm. is dehydration affects your whole physical being, you know, your ability to think clearly your energy level. So in a similar way, if, and, and, you know, Jesus called himself living water, Right. Yes. The, the scriptures talk about how, you know, my soul pants for you as a deer pants for living water in that way. And so in a similar way, like you were describing is we can be dehydrated from a lack of time in God's word and reading it. That was really, really good. So how do you and your husband try to incorporate Bible reading into your family rhythm and time with your kids? Yeah. So because this says you and your husband, I asked my husband what his (laughs) thought was. And we looked at each other and laughed, honestly, because we're like, (laughs) we don't do a really good job. And I'm not even going to try and, you know, make it sound wonderful. Um, The kids are very young. um, And so, you know, especially Noah, like his attention span is very, Mm -hmm. very short. And um, we try to practice like being together in the evening and praying together um, when we're eating or reading the word before we go to sleep, you know, as we're putting them to sleep. But again, flexibility is the biggest, I think, humbling experience for us in this season 
both of us grew up in a Christian home where our parents were very faithful in mm. reading the word. Like I woke up every morning with my mom reading the word. Wow. Like that's literally how I remember my childhood. Yeah. And my my husband, um, every night they had a Bible study <laughs> where he tried to sneak out of, you know. <laughs> and so that's like how our childhoods are marked. Yeah. But we struggle really with like, what does that look like for us? I feel like we're still trying to find that it's easier with my oldest because now she can actually understand and ask Mm -hmm. questions. But even with her, I have to be really careful in not just making her listen to Bible stories because that's what she, you know, we should be doing, but try to find ways where, you know, it's more interactive. Like I've been thinking about, you know, I'm homeschooling right now because of COVID and a lot of the school activities that we do, the math, the English, like there's a lot of hands-on stuff. Like mm-hmm. we use Play-Doh, we use blocks and things like that to do that. But I've kind of noticed we don't have those types of resources in for kids. Yeah. Um, as we, you know, I'm trying to teach her, it's more about reading and, you know, that's kind of enough, I feel like. Right. And I'm like, this is an area I would love mm to see more resources where parents can actually play and teach, you know, yeah. God's word um, to their kids. So yeah. we're, it's a hard season. We're trying to figure it out, but I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> That's it. I think, you know, parents will probably take away that it's hard and we're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yes. I, I would say the same thing. I, I have tried so many different attempts and I'm like, Oh, that one's not working. I'm going to toss that one out. I'll try again. That's yeah. it. It's like parents don't give up. Yes. Try again. Yes. And it's amazing yes. that you and Ermi had that upbringing where it was such a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I had a similar upbringing in that way. Um, but the translation is different yes. here, you know, 20, 30 years later. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why, but sometimes it connects and, and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. at the end of the day, we don't give up. And I do love the idea of, how do we make the Bible interactive for our kids? You know, what does this look like? How can they taste it, touch it, feel it? I mean, we're definitely not going to bring in a lamb and, you know, yeah. be like, all right, this is what a sacrifice looks like. No. <laughs> but we yeah. can, you know, how do we uh, bring out those sensory aspects mm-hmm. of scripture, which are full of them so that we can yeah. make it more experiential in that way. That's really yeah. good. So what tips do you have that have helped you? I know we've talked a little bit about what you and your husband have done, but just just in general, what has encouraged you or inspired you or kept you on track, working Mm -hmm. with your kids, doing it yourself, whatever that may be? Yeah, I think I try to always go back to to my childhood and think about things, you know, that stuck out for me. And I'm like, I think this might work because I Mm -hmm. still think about these things. And the main thing for me, I think I'm like, just like I mentioned, my mom especially modeled it so well for me that I feel like the best thing I I could do for my kids is model it, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. I don't think it's about the information as much as it is about like them seeing um, godliness lived out. Yeah. And so that's where I feel the pressure needs to be on. And Mm. so even, you know, with my husband, when we talk about how our parents lived out their faith, we don't even remember like the stuff they read for us, but we remember 
that we sat together every night and prayed or we remember those things. So I try to do those things. Like every night we read, um, you know, a portion of the Bible together. She has her Jesus story Bible that we Mm -hmm. go through and she gets to decide, you know, what she wants to read. And if there's a day she's like, I actually don't want to do that. We'll just pray together. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to worship together. So in the evenings before, you know, I put her down, Uh, We play a worship song or two. She loves to look at their lyrics and sing with me. And I feel like that's actually helpful because she's reading it and, you know, worshiping. I sometimes see her like lift up her hand and things like that. Whatever she sees, she tries to imitate. So I feel like that's the best way we can model. I, I feel like the right answer would be like, try to put it, uh, you know, a verse on your refrigerator and mm. like have them memorize something <laughs> once a month. But I honestly just try not to force it, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, that's not where she is in terms of understanding. Um, and so I'm kind of following her lead where she is and in and incorporating that. I think the best thing we can transfer to our kids is how to love God, mm. you know, Um, And so obviously you can't do that without the word. Um, And then I love these two verses I wanted to read uh, for you. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 3 says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. And then Proverbs 7, 3 says, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart, like similar things. Mm -hmm. But um, so love and love and faithfulness is something that you know god wants us to always model hold on to and Mm -hmm. so i i you know because we are um saved by grace uh we have the freedom you know to walk out our faith with christ the way that he's called us to and Mm -hmm. so i you know i just try to show my kids that god loves them and the information that they need to understand that comes from his word. Um, and it's not this like formula that they have to follow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, and then the other thing I would say is, um, the other verse that comes to mind is Psalm 119. It said in in Psalm 119, 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So I would say if there's any tip, um, it is that, you know, like the reason we, we read God's word is so we might not sin against him. Um, and we don't want to sin against someone that we love. So again, like teaching our kids to love God is the first step to, I think, helping them love scripture. Hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. That's all really good. And the thing that sticks out to me is I, I would love for my kids to have a, a positive memory mm-hmm. of what they saw in me and how mm-hmm. I handled the Bible and how I lived out my faith. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a prayer that we can yeah. take away as parents is that our kids would have just a positive memory of what the Bible meant to their parents. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. like, like you've yeah. been speaking so highly of, it's just incredible, you know, um, a lot of honor to, to your parents, mm-hmm. um, for, for the faith that they modeled and, yeah. and your parents didn't get it all right. Mm-mm. You know, I, I mean, all the times we roll our eyes at our parents, but yes. when you're able to look back and honor them in this way, mm-hmm. that's what, what God has planted in mm-hmm. you. 
So that's yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. What final encouragement do you have for our listeners as we wrap this up? I think I would say just keep doing it, you know, yeah. as messy as it may look as imperfect as it is. Um, it may not give you the instant gratification that the world gives, but be faithful in being in the word. Um, I think, you know, I'll say it again. If we love God, we would desire to honor him in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that instruction can only be found in his word. There's no other way. And so the reason I read the word is not because, you know, it's what I'm supposed to do, but it's because that's where I find the truth. I need to follow Jesus, you know, and love this God that has loved me enough to give his life for me. Hmm. Um, So I would just say, keep going. Yes. Well said. Well, Mechdez, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. How can listeners connect with you? Um, Well, I, they can connect with me through my website. Honestly, Um, it's www.mechdez.com. And that has all my social media information and everything. But yeah, I would say, I think if they go to my website, they'll learn a little bit more about me. Perfect. Well, Mechdez, you are a great mom. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. All right. Great talking to you. You too. Hey, everybody. It's me again. Just a couple of thoughts as we wrap this episode up. I hope this episode encouraged you to keep at it with your Bible reading practice as you parent. As Mechdez said, we are going to face interruptions. It's a natural part of parenting, but we read the Bible to grow in love with God and for others. And I really connected with what she said about how she likes who she is better when she's reading the Bible consistently. I don't know about you, but I feel like that's true for me. So as we hydrate ourselves with water, Let's hydrate our life with scripture. I hope we made it clear that we're not going to get this perfect. That's not the goal, but keep on trying and pray for God to give you and your family the desire, time, and energy to read the Bible on a regular basis. Thank you for raising the next generation to follow Jesus. It's not about being perfect. It's about being intentional. Thanks for listening. Parent on parents, you got this.